Everybody, this is Todd McFarland here. I got the DC Multiverse, and you're listening to DC Collector Cast. What's up, guys? Benjamin David here from Above and Batman Beyond uh, and DC Collector Cast. That's right. Uh, today is a bit of a crossover because we are live here on our Instagram at Batman Beyond Media doing our Wonder Woman 1984 Insta Q&A from the Beyond profile. And then the audio from this will be on our DC Collector Cast podcast here in the network. That's our show talking action figures and collectibles from the DC Universe. Uh, please subscribe to that podcast if you don't already. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, we are DC Collecticast. And we also had a DC Collecticast YouTube crossover recently on the upcoming McFarlane Batman Beyond action figure coming this spring. So please subscribe there as well. Again, we are above and Batman Beyond on YouTube. So for the Collecticast listeners, I know it's been a while since we posted to that show. Uh, so here's your end of year Wonder Woman 84 Q&A crossover for the holidays. And if you want to hear my reaction to Wonder Woman 84 uh, from a few days ago, right after watching it, uh, it's on our IGTV at Batman Beyond Media, as well as our podcast, just like the channel, We Are Above and Batman Beyond. You can find that podcast, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And speaking of end of year, Happy New Year, guys. Um, you know, hope everyone has a safe and, I don't know, heroic holiday. <laughs> Gotta come up with a DC thing uh, to say to that. But I hope everyone, honestly, has a safe holiday. And um, I... Let's not even get into how happy we're all, we all are, <laughs> that 2020 is about to be over. All right, collectors and citizens of the DC Universe, let's get to the Q&A, uh, see what you guys had to say about Wonder Woman 1984. Again, these questions and polls all come from our Instagram, at Batman Beyond Media. Return of the podcast, Eli? Return of the Joker. The movie? The commentary. The Blu-ray commentary? Our commentary. We're doing a commentary for Return of the Joker? We're doing a commentary for Return of the Joker. So yeah, the podcast has returned, like the Joker. And to celebrate 20 years since the film's release, we come back strong with a commentary on the classic animated film. So starting with the commentary available this Christmas, you guys can expect weekly episodes of the podcast, including even more commentaries of Batman Beyond, updates in DC Entertainment, and brand new to the show, you'll also be able to hear audio versions of your favorite videos right here in the YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast for return of the audio. Just like the YouTube channel, we are Above and Batman Beyond on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So this has been Benjamin. And this has been Eli. Telling you to go above. And happy holidays beyond. Alright, so let us hit up a poll first. Did you like Wonder Woman 84? Uh, and whoever is here, please feel free to, on Instagram, at Batman Beyond Media, uh, please feel free to comment and let us know what you thought and engage in all the questions and polls that we're going through now. Uh, so did you like Wonder Woman 84? 52% yes, 48 no. I gotta say, uh, as neutral as I'm gonna try to stay, because I already gave my reaction, I guess I'll give some of my feedback here, but I was pretty shocked. I wrote this on my Instagram, trying to stay neutral, but this is shocking. Um... I just, and that's also going from, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of, um, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff. It does not seem to be in favor of the people who like that movie, um, but hey man, I don't want to demote positivity, so there you go. Um, Alright, so let's hit up a question. What did you like about the movie? Let's keep it positive for a minute, guys, right? Positivity. Like I said, I don't want to demote positivity. So what did you like about the movie? Um, Chaloub Sam, nothing. 
Oh, come on. That wasn't fair to pick that uh, answer. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, at Batman and Whiskey. What up, Tiffany? Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig. Uh, wish they used Pedro Pascal better because I really like him. I agree. I think that uh, Pedro Pascal, I know that Pedro Pascal is an excellent actor. I, I heard a funny uh, thing people were saying online. The best and worst father of 2020. <laughs> Mandalorian. Uh, you know, Maxwell Lord. So yeah, I wish, I think he could have been used a lot better. I think that was whatever was going on. Clearly he made choices. That's what actors do. But I think that was direction. You know, and I get evidence from that from a lot of this movie. I, I don't see a lot of consistency here. Like, he had moments where it was really impressing me. And um, uh, even with the overacting that I think he was asked to do. But I think it was a 1980s, like, overacting request, maybe. I don't know. Uh, JMGT2. It was colorful. And it was good. I cried when I heard Beautiful Lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, at least there was some decent music in there. I My criticism was almost no 80s music. Ah, killed me. But yes, it was colorful. Um, I'm glad you thought it was good. I, I did like the suit, how colorful her suit was. Oh, man. It was turned up to 12. <laughs> the, uh, what is it, the contrast. So I did absolutely adore uh, the amount of color there was in that suit. I wish we saw the suit more on that note. And I think there could have been a lot more with 80s color specifically that could have been done. But yes, uh, the moments that were colorful, the moments that were, um, you know, with her suit, once again, unbelievably good. Uh, so this was my own leading question. This was me being kind of mean. Anyone else feel that the marketing is 10 times better than the movie? That's not fair. I shouldn't. 93% uh, said yes, though. So I don't know. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. All right, that's a joke poll. Next poll. Uh, at Batman Beyond Media, did you like Steve Trevor's dress-up sequence? 70% said yes. I mean, hey, didn't work for me. Uh, I'm really glad it worked for some other people. I think it would have worked for me if it was like 30 seconds, or sorry, a minute shorter, however long it was, if you just cut some of that. Uh, look, he's a charm factory. Uh, Chris Pine is amazing, and, and I love their characterization of Steve Trevor, how they brought him back, and this is another story. Um, you know, don't think if I'm replying to your question, I think you're wrong, or the polls, if, you, if, if it's opposed to what you're saying, it's not to speak against you i'm just giving my thoughts and again some of them were already given already on the uh on the above podcast but it, i this kind of surprised me because a lot of people talked about this scene and um you know i'm glad it was more positivity once again here's another poll uh do you think cheetah was handled well overall 50 50 baby uh that's cool hey once again i mean if if you liked it I liked a lot of the Cheetah stuff, so this is where I'm going to agree with some of the positivity uh, in a good way. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, it's like, I think that she, I look, Kristen Wiig crushes, but I think that the character was well done. I just think that they needed to, once again, not a lot of consistency in this movie. Um, I think that the running time, if that was brought down a bit, and if her character was just, if, if her uh, let's say, progress or devolution, <laughs> a literal uh, devolution into a cheetah, the apex predator, um, if that was kind of played out a little clearer or a little um, smoother is what I want to say, I think that would have been better. But yeah, I, I think if anyone steals the show in this, it's her. Not necessarily acting-wise. I think Gal Gadot did an amazing job, but I think that her, what happened with her was symptomatic of what happened with... Uh, 
with, once again, Pedro Pascal. I think he's a better actor than what we saw. And I think Gal's um, a better actor than what we saw. And she made me cry in several moments of this movie. Not a lot. I don't mean several by a lot, but there were a few where I was like, wow, this is... Now, the flying scene maybe tear up. Uh, I teared up a couple... Like maybe one one other time with, with Diana. Um, and maybe some of the Steve Trevor stuff. But it's just because the two of them are, again, charm factories. And their chemistry is unmistakable. So, all right, next question. What did you... I think this is the what did you dislike, yes. Uh, what did you dislike about Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, runtime. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. Way too long. You know, I always complain coming from the <laughs> DC animated movies where they're unreasonably short to compare to other features. Um, that has to do with budget restraints. You know, each five minutes of animation is probably tens of thousands of dollars. I hear, I heard someone on a podcast say that today. It was probably like tens of thousands of dollars per five minutes of a DC animated movie, at least. So you figure, yeah, that's why they have kept those short. Then again, they've been getting longer. So maybe that's going to start to go away. And that's been a recent complaint on our uh, DC animated movie show. If you haven't Check that out yet. That's here on our YouTube channel um, and in podcast form this week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but that show, I talk about the uh, how the running times on my recent reviews on the newer movies, uh, they're way longer than they used to be. Anyway, I just think that coming from, maybe coming from that is an unfair perspective, but they are superhero movies. And, of course, make it longer. Make it an hour and 31 minutes. But I just want to get back to, speaking of 19, Wonder Woman 1984, and I said this in my reaction, but, like, just do what the 80s and 90s used to do. <laughs> Especially if it's a superhero movie. And I think that's probably why those animated flicks work so well, too, is that they are about superheroes, and they're pretty short. Um, I, I don't see what, unless it's some kind of epic story you're telling. You know, Aquaman... <laughs> felt kind of long but there's you know a million movies packed into that one movie so it's almost like an anthology of every aquaman movie ever you can give the running time at least a little break there i never would have made an aquaman movie for two and a half hours but this was two and a half hours that wasn't filled just a lot of dead air um you know you can make a lot of criticisms for long movies that have dead air you can make less for movies that are long that don't have it even if it doesn't serve the story, at least it's entertaining you, it's moving, specifically for superheroes. Like, I, I bring down my standard a little bit, as long as I'm entertained to an extent with superhero movies. But, like, just two and a half hours. I felt like I was watching this movie for seven hours. It felt so long. And that's another thing. I don't think that, you know, again, you can have a movie that's long, it doesn't feel long. This felt really long. Um, what did you dislike? Everything. <laughs> Chaloop Sam. Wow, uh, that's pretty rough, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that is harsh because there was definitely some aspects of this that I liked. Um, I just think it was such a missed opportunity and it was so disappointing for me that I I don't uh, I don't blame you, I'll say. Um, Batman and Whiskey, doing too much, lacks, lacking some coherence. Totally agreed. I think that they were trying to do, speaking of kind of the Aquaman thing, you know, I've heard a lot of other people say, too, like, in this movie, it's kind of like they took out their Wonder Woman checklist and were like, Invisible Jet, uh, you know, flying, you know, we need to hit this, we need to hit that. And it wasn't a lot of, like, attention to, as Batman and Whiskey is saying, to make it cohesive. Uh, you know, Tiffany, I totally agree. It's like, 
you're doing too many Wonder Woman things, and then you didn't need to, though, if you brought down the running time, as I complained about before. I just felt like... And if you are going to fill the two and a half hours, once again, do the Aquaman thing and really fill it. If you want every Wonder Woman movie in here, you know, entertain me. I mean, there's chapters of this movie where she is just depressed and doing nothing, and it's just a bunch of talking. I, I don't understand. Not really heroic to me. Um, all right, one more. It was too confusing for me. Agreed. This is from... Uh, IG or sorry IJON underscore Nasir underscore Clifton um yeah it was confusing to me too there were moments of it where I'm like what I the Steve Trevor's body thing I mean now I understand it after hearing 20 podcasts and thinking about it but I also heard a review and this is something I unfortunately agree with because sometimes you can watch a movie and then it gets better the more you think about it this gets worse the more I think about it at least uh, maybe I also, I haven't seen it again, so I'll say that as a disclaimer, I haven't given it a second viewing. Uh, maybe it's not fair to review it, but I'm not really doing an official review. This is kind of, this is my, this is my loophole Q and A. Uh, what up coach batch joined, uh, joined is not your name. What up COT underscore bat. Uh, we're doing our wonder woman Q and A. What did you think about wonder woman 84? Um, COT bat. It was too confusing for me. Oh, sorry. We just did that. Um, yeah. Agreed. I, it was... I didn't think that... There were things that it's like... All of a sudden, he's Steve Trevor. But then you learn it through the mirror thing. But then it was kind of explained. And then it just... I don't know. And it didn't need to be there at all. Like... What confused me is that I thought the whole time, I'm like, all right, this guy's granting wishes, this Maxwell Lore guy. Diana's going to wish for Steve Trevor, knowingly or not. In this case, unknowingly. The wind blows in her hair. <laughs> like a 1950s special effect. Which was cute, I guess. But And then it was... He's another dude? He's in another dude's body? It was just so like, if this is fantasy, why doesn't Steve Trevor just come back? Uh, and in conclusion, there's... N- no reason for it. There's absolutely no reason that anyone can come up with where that had to be that way. Um, anyway, thoughts on the invisible jet. So this is a big moment. Once again, this is like, uh, even on the positive side, if you did like the movie, this is cool. You got your invisible jet. On the negative side, some people felt like, eh. Uh, uh, for example, Batman and Whiskey, fun, but forced. Um, invisible jet, or sorry, invisible doesn't mean undetectable by radar. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so she's both able to make things invisible and undetectable by radar with that rubbing her hands together thing. Yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, let's get to another person before I give my two cents. Uh, Tyler underscore Jesse 12. Glad they were able to introduce a variation of it without it being too campy. It wasn't campy. That's that's for sure. Um, I totally agree. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I, that's for sure. Like The way they did it was not campy. Um, my feelings on it, I don't, uh, I just, again, the two of them, Charm City, they sold the hell out of it as people dazzled by an invisible jet. It was too long, like a lot of this movie, as I said before, and then it also just didn't have, I think it takes away a little bit from, I heard Grant, uh, an interview with Grant Morrison, and he was saying one of the things, he loved the Wonder Woman movie, the first one. But one of his biggest criticisms of it was that there was 
and this was a choice that they made. At least this choice was coherent and was stuck to the whole movie, so it's not as bad. But the choice was that Themyscira was still ostensibly primal, right? Not a lot of technology. It's not in the show, in the comics. The Invisible Jet is from Themyscira. They had a bunch of, it's almost like a Greek Wakanda. I was hoping for some of that, too, in the in the movie, but it wasn't something I had thought about in depth until I heard this Grant Morrison interview. And now, going into this, I totally agree. I really think, like, why can't the Invisible Jet just come from Themyscira? I don't understand that. Um, or, let's say, some plans. This would have been cool, right? So, if Themyscira is able to have uh, all this technology, maybe this was, they had some, like, Da Vinci-type figure in their history who never built this thing. And then, I don't know, with the help of her pilot boyfriend, maybe they put together some, I don't know, just, and maybe that's too long of a thing. Maybe that's too over-explained. I just didn't think the rubbing her hands together and creating things that are, like, she essentially creates a cloaking device rubbing her hands together. I don't know how strong that is, um, but it wasn't campy, so you're right. I've been watching the Wonder Woman 77 show in preparation for this and i i just love how unapologetically campy they are <laughs> they just go for it she's just riding in an invisible and they you got to give it to them man they they were going for it uh they just went for it unapologetically you know i mean they even did ballsy stuff where they did the thing where you know like she connects with another plane and then commandeers this other plane below her i'm like you really try to do that with your model clear airplane there and they just didn't care. It, it looks so charmingly gorgeous. I love it so much. But can you pull off stuff like that nowadays? Probably not. I just also think, so on that real quick, I guess we just talked about the Invisible Jet. Before we get to the next thing, you know, just thinking of this now. It's 84. Maybe you could have gotten away with some 77 stuff like that. Like, don't make it totally cheesy, but I just don't think... You know, this is the era to have a, an apologetic Wonder Woman movie. And this movie felt the need to, you know, have this super fantastic plot, literally fantasy, but then a magic rock. But then you have to explain how Steve Trevor comes back. You don't have to explain any of that. I didn't get that. But um, and the Invisible Jet felt the same way. It's like, oh, we need to come up with a reason where she... Um, you know, could believably have some kind of God power that made this work. It's like, why? Why can't there just... And I didn't like how she stole the jet either. Like, why are you stealing stuff? <laughs> um, and if you do, you got to return it. But, you know, I don't know. Thoughts on the golden armor at Batman Beyond Media. Um, in all caps. Wow, this is intense. Morbius underscore Crane. Annoying and 00% original... Looks like Saint Seiya anime. I don't know what that is. Saint Seiya? S-E-I-Y-A anime. Um, <laughs> ouch. I love the golden armor. I didn't think the story served it at all, unfortunately. I thought the spoilers, Linda Carter um, kind of thing at the end. The Sorry, the post-credits thing of Linda Carter at the end was cool in concept i just think that it should have been throughout the movie even if it was just moments it just should have been played out in the movie and um it was not and I, it wasn't enough people were like oh my god i this post credits nah. could have been a lot better if you really fleshed that out but whatever um batman and whiskey 
fire. The fire emoji. I totally agree. Uh, I have the McFarlane uh, Golden Armor Wonder Woman figure. I think I might open that tonight for the new year and to celebrate the new movie. Hey, man. I personally didn't like the movie, but I love, in my joke poll, the marketing. I love the friggin', I mean, from the 180 song we got, which was in the trailer and not the movie. Uh, now there was one in the movie, I think. But um, it was so 80s. And I, man, if they just went back and were like, Wonder Woman 85, let's forget we made this other movie that maybe people didn't like. And and you can, you, this is never going to happen. But... You can uh, have your cake and eat it. For the people who really wanted a Wonder Woman super 80s, 80s movie, Wonder Woman 85. <laughs> and then uh, 89, I don't care. Do something with, I don't know. But just, I would want, um, I just want a real 80s Wonder Woman. This didn't feel 80s to me at all, but is what it is. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy. The voice of Batman. Hi, I'm Benjamin David. Welcome to the DC Animated Movie Show, a podcast and YouTube series for the prestigious, ongoing catalog of DC Animated Movies. I'm a filmmaker, journalist, and podcaster, and I've been covering DC Animation for years now. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy. Interviewing creators, voice actors, and superfans on my other podcast and YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. I'm give you Andrea Romano. Hi. So on this podcast, you can expect weekly episodes of DC Animated News, reviews, commentary tracks, Instagram Q&A, and our 10-minute or less audio-video bite series from our YouTube channel. Once again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. Most episodes will be hosted solo by me, Benjamin David, but for commentary tracks and interviews soon to come, I'll be joined by various creators and superfans, once again, from DC Animation. New episodes of the podcast drop every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast for a big holiday premiere. You can find the DC Animated Movie Show on Apple, Spotify, the Anchor app, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram to join in on the Q&A. Just like the podcast, we are at DC Animated Movie Show, and we'll also be dropping bonus episodes pretty soon, going behind the scenes of our YouTube channel, as well as our past DC Animated coverage from New York Comic Con. So this has been Benjamin David, and remember, animated we stand. Thoughts on Trevor's return in 84. I think I already said how I feel. Uh, Batman and Whiskey, weird, period. How is she so quick to sleep, to sleep with a man who is her reincarnated boyfriend? Um, yeah, I mean, she was ready. She was ready. The second she saw him, uh, for her it was Steve Trevor. And I, yeah, I hear you, Tiff. Okay, that's Tiffany at yeah, Batman and Whiskey. Uh... Batman stop motion. What up, dude? They shouldn't have had him be in some other dude's body. A thousand percent agreed. And we have the... From the further end of the spectrum, uh, what, what's on all of our minds, hopefully. Security Wolf 86, kind of creepy. I agree. I thought it was... This was a thing that didn't... The creep factor didn't huh, creep in until it was a thing, once again, that I... The more I thought about this movie for me the worse it gets, and I think that this was the thing that got more and more creepy. I'm not going to say it's to the degree of the word that people have been explicitly calling it, uh, but I think you know what I'm saying, but I think it was kind of creepy. Especially, once again, because it didn't need to be there. 
it's one thing if for some reason it had to happen. There was something in Wonder Woman comics, and you know, it's a known thing. It was totally made up. Overall thoughts on CGI at Batman Beyond Media. Actually, let's hit up a poll. Let's hit up a poll, guys. That was all the polls. I apologize. Uh, we have another question. Sorry. Overall thoughts on CGI. This was, and look, if some of these are leading beside the <laughs> the joke poll, uh, I did did these questions and polls based on what a lot of people were talking about. Um, I again did my reaction instantaneously right after the, watching the watching the movie for the first time before hearing any reviews, hearing any podcast, whatever. Um, I went straight to Instagram Q&A or Instagram Live and that's the reaction. Whereas this is after I heard a bunch of podcasts, after I watched a bunch of videos, people online, this is how I compiled these questions. So it's not me attacking the CGI in case you're wondering. Overall thoughts on CGI. Uh, Chaloub Sam, it's shit. Tell us how you really feel. Uh, Self-explanatory. Morbius underscore Crane for 2020 for... Oh, okay. So for 2020, it was terrible with five E's. Wowzers. You guys are harsh. Better than, this is my favorite, better than Ellipses Cats? Question mark? <laughs> That's from our girl Batman and Whiskey. Oh, man, Tiff. That is hilarious. Uh, and Security Wolf 86, plain old bad. Well, he said bad, but I said plain old. So this is weird for me. Now, this is where I seem to be split from the negative Nancys, because I tend to agree with a lot of the negative today, negativity toward this, except for the Cheetah CGI. Now, I, once again, only saw it once. This is why I need to go back. I think things with CGI, visual stuff, are the things you definitely need to go back. In terms of reviews for a second viewing, and once again, why well, I haven't done an official review, because I haven't seen it twice. But yeah, um, I think that the CGI for Cheetah was good, for her face because i thought the face was what they were going to mess up the most then people were like that was the worst part and the fur and all that stuff i didn't have a problem with her full-on cheetah um i guess i see some of the stuff people were talking about now like when i thought about it once again now that they say it i did see some of it it, it yes uh, let me let me be honest here i'm just saying it wasn't as it wasn't as striking as, like, it was the first example people pulled of CGI. Now, what I'm saying it's weird for me is because, what up, old retired Batman? <laughs> I love your name. The Dark Knight himself returns, old retired Batman. Oh, and old Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond. I love your name. Um, what is weird for me is that the flip was what a lot of people loved in this movie, which was the opening sequence. Uh, young gold baby die, who I thought the the girl who played her was great. Um, I thought the idea of that sequence was cool, but I said in my reaction, like, I don't, why are we opening a movie with 1984 in the title in a flashback? Like, flash forward, the 80s is forward. Um, 80s were all about the future and bright neon, and it's her future, and it's in the title. I, th there is absolutely no reason to open this movie with that sequence, as good as it might have been. And once again, my problem, I don't think the CGI was that good in that. I don't. I don't think that... I think that some of it was good. I think that some of the action sequences looked okay. But I don't think that... Um, like, it still felt like the first one when the physics were still decent 
and it was all once again coherent cohesive uh whereas this movie the wire work like from this scene to then when the next scene right after that the wire work was all, but anyway so like the arena for example i didn't think that looked great cgi wise um and i also think that just the scene itself it felt disjointed it felt like you had two intros found out uh shout out fanboy garage podcast they said that they heard an interview with uh patty jenkins and Warner Brothers asked her to remove one of those intros. She literally shot them both. And they were like, why don't you just take one of these out? Like the mall, the second intro being the mall sequence, essentially the uh, star court uh, from Stranger Things. Why do you have both of these introductory scenes? She goes, I've, I think, I felt the need to leave them both in, whatever her words were, but she felt the need and she like fought for that basically, or like, they came to her and suggested, and she said no. It's uh, at least, if not, fall for it. So that makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. That to me feels like someone who just is being stubborn filmmaking wise. Like, and it didn't feel like two movies were starting back to back. And the second one to me was, this is where I'm split. I am not a Dick Donner Superman guy. I said in my reaction, it's not my thing. Just not a fan of of the Dick Donner kind of. Um, tone so and to turn that up to 25 in this then inside a dceu movie then inside this then inside that whereas the first wonder woman did did that so well like there were moments of it that did feel even maybe not dick donnerish but very heroic and positive and like they'd tell a joke but move on like not do too much of the uh you know i guess the fancy term would be bathos which is what the uh, Marvel movies are criticized a lot for you know Thor Ragnarok he watches his own home planet blow up and then somebody makes a joke two seconds later uh, comedic relief for just the sake of it for when, when there's no relief this you know Wonder Woman had like all these cool just tonally it was a masterpiece I thought um, fitting in with the DCEU all the work that it had to do be its own thing and it's still considered widely the best of those movies I mean Maybe it's neck and neck with some other ones, but I'm sure objectively it has to win, right? Like, script-wise, it's just so good. And I don't have to sell that first movie to you. But that's why I think, uh, and to wrap this up, that was it for the Q&A and the uh, polls, but to wrap it up for me, I think I said in my reaction, I just don't think that my, I don't think that my expectations were unreasonable being how good that first movie was. Same director, same cast, same setup. Um, nostalgia for the 80s it seemed like a, a total slam dunk and like a simple one not that you didn't want to put a lot of work into it but just it, no brainer is what I wanted to say felt like they overthought it um, yeah I don't know I just don't feel like I should be confused walking out of a Wonder Woman 1984 movie 80s movies shouldn't require much thought and I think that uh, in wrapping this end of year thing too <laughs> For both of our shows, Above and Batman on DC Collecticast. Once again, Happy New Year. But it's like, I think that we all kind of needed something a little more upbeat than this. Then again, if you loved it, um, we got an even split. In fact, more of you liked it, apparently. At least those of you who voted. Um, so, yeah. I'm glad you got the movie. But I, I just think it, it would have been, it could have been a little more positive. I think that would have served it a lot better. It would have gotten better ratings. Um, so, I think I posted... <laughs> In my reaction, because at that time, and again, we'll wrap in just a sec, but in my reaction, at that point, it was still like late 80s 
was the Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, how is that? Like, it can't, I just don't see, even if it wasn't just my own opinion, I just don't see how that many people would have liked that many things, at least the critics, right? Um, I would have expected Rotten Tomatoes to be harsher. It is now down to 62%, and there was like a whole story about it, so uh, pretty interesting to, within only a couple of days, how, how dramatically that, that changed. Um, look, I, I said in my reaction, at least it's all part of a franchise, and we're bound to get, we are. Patty Jenkins, in fact, is back to direct, although that makes me a little nervous. Maybe some of this criticism will, will steer the other way or whatever, but at least we're getting another one, and we'll continue to get Wonder Woman movies. Uh, you know, we're in a world of superhero franchises, so we have that to be thankful for, and I am going to go back. I'll probably go back tonight. It's Again, it's New Year's Eve, and watch some of the parts that I did like in this and probably watch the first one because I love this character, clearly. Um, yeah, man. Wonder Woman 1984. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for those of you who participated in the polls and the Q&A here on Instagram, at Batman Beyond Media. Uh, once again, the audio for this is going to go on our DC Collected Cast podcast. Please subscribe if you don't already. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and again, we also had the DC Collected Cast, DC Collected Cast uh, YouTube crossover recently on the McFarlane Batman Beyond figure. Uh, again, that's on our YouTube channel, Above and Batman Beyond. Please subscribe there as well. Um, and yeah, Collecticast listeners, I'm going to do what I can to post more uh, to this. But as you can see, I've been very busy with YouTube. That's where we've been for all this time for the past six months. Um, so yeah, you can find, if you want DC coverage, uh, I will do what I can once again for collectibles. But for the most part, we'll be on the YouTube channel there. And again, our DC animated movie show, which I'm very excited about. Uh, and again, that podcast has dropped this week as well. Uh, so once again, I have been Benjamin David. Happy New Year. Uh, telling you to go to 1984 and Happy New Year Beyond. <laughs> that was way clunky. Uh, Happy New Year, guys. Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. <laughs>